So now we're we're just going to continue preaching uh, upon the message that we started last week. Anybody here remember what we preached last week? So we spoke about eternal life. So let's let's read the verse in John once again. So John 17 verse 3. And it says. It says. Now this is eternal life that they know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom you, s you have sent. Amen. So we know that we can only know God if we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And when we say relationship, we're talking about companionship, partnership, and intimacy. So we understand that Jesus Christ is the revelation of God the Father. And Jesus then is the visible image of the invisible God. Amen? So I just want to give you this refresher before we start. So firstly, we need to take care of a very important uh, topic. And it's the character of a Christian. So the majority of the people in this world knows that there is a God. And a lot of them go to church. A lot of them admire God. Whenever they're in need, whenever there is a situation in their life, they call to God. And they might even honor God with, th with their words. But their heart is far from God, distant from God. So those that don't know God still live in ignorance, disobedience and pride. They can't, they can't forgive others when they're offended. They're not faithful to their spouses. They're not faithful to their church. So these peop people that behave in this way are very far from knowing the person of, of God. And another point is that many think that because you do good deeds or because you're involved with the church, well, then they must know God and are pleasing God. But that is not the truth. Amen? Because good works don't, don't save anybody. But only a daily relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. That's what can transform your lives. So our attitudes, they, they, they demonstrate that we don't know God. In, in the same way, our good works, our good deeds, will come as a result of our relationship with Jesus. So many Christians, they actually live in such a way that God doesn't approve of. And it's completely anti-biblical. And many are living outside of the standard that God has requested that we live in. Amen? So don't, but don't be deceived. No, no one thing. God loves you. But his love for you doesn't mean that he approves the bad conduct or the life of sin. How many can understand? Amen. So, so now let's let's go to the to the Bible. Last week we read 17 verses. 
Amen? Because that is preaching. It's the word of God speaking to us. Amen? So if I was to just come up here and say my own words, they, they don't have meaning. Because my words alone could be just an ideology, my own thoughts. But it needs to be aligned with the word of God, the things that I say. So, so let's go to 1 Corinthians 15.34. It says, It says, come back to your senses as you ought, and stop sinning, for there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. So the word of God is clear. Whenever they say that many are sinning because they lack knowledge of God. So God is, is exhorting them, is teaching them something. And he's saying, stop sinning. Now recover the common sense, the good sense. Now have the mind of, of Christ to be able to discern good from evil. Have the good sense, the common sense to know God and to know his person. And know that God does not approve sin. So we see here that Paul the Apostle, he wrote this message to the church of Corinthians. And he was calling their attention to something. And he concludes in the verse, I say this for your shame. In other words, it is a shame for so many people to be in the church and not know the person of Christ. The person doesn't have the good sense to discern between what pleases God and what doesn't. Amen? Can you understand? Because some people don't have the knowledge, don't know God. Amen? Titus 1.16, if we can read. Alright, it says, Titus 1.16, the word of God says, They claim to know God, but their actions, by, but by their actions they deny Him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. So it's not enough for you to say, I know God. Because your actions, the things that you do, can deny that knowledge, that fact. So let me give you an example. I always hear people saying, I'm very thankful to God. I'm very thankful to the church. I'm very thankful to my brothers and sisters. I'm thankful to my job and my family. I'm thankful to my pastor. But words mean nothing. Because one day this person, I've seen this person leave the church. They abandoned the, the body of Christ. They break their relationships and show zero gratitude. So words mean nothing if it's not followed by a behavior. It was this that we, wasn't this that we read? So they claim that they know God But because of their actions, they deny that they know God. Amen? And this is what the Bible states. That our attitudes can deny that we know God. So words mean nothing. How can you say that you're very thankful to God But you don't have an intimate relationship with the person of God. 
You don't, you don't have time to pray, to be with God. You don't have time to read His Word, the Bible. You don't, you don't give your tithes to God. And you don't give any offerings. So you, you, if you say that you're thankful to God and behave in this way, then it's denying that you're thankful to God because your behavior doesn't reveal, re, your behavior reveals who you are. Can you understand? So to say, to you know, to say that you're very thankful to God is actually very easy. No, you say you're very thankful to God. Come Sunday, you don't you don't come to the church. You don't go to the prayer meetings. How many people do we have here together? Right now. Yesterday at time that we were having our, our worship night, we had about 10 people. So how can you say to me that you are thankful to God? You don't go to your cell meetings. You don't tell your leaders, your spiritual leaders, what's going on when you have to miss. And you don't honor your pastors. At home, you're disobedient to your parents. You don't honor your, your, your boss in the place that you work. You complain of your job constantly. And, and you don't understand that that is the, the source of your income that gives you... You know, you, you complain about the government. And you live with a heart that is full of bitterness, full of offense. So all of these attitudes... They prove that you don't know God. Do you agree with me? Amen. Glory to the name of Jesus. Jesus said, by the fruits you will know the tree. In other words, your personal relationship with Jesus Will, will bring you to produce the fruits of the Holy Spirit in your life. That is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, meekness. So when you speak to some people, you note that they don't have joy in their hearts, they only have bitterness. They don't have peace. They don't have love inside of them. So if you know Jesus and you know God, these fruits that I just said are seen in your life. And you can't hide them. Amen? Let's look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. It says, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. So the biggest proof that you know God is the obedience to his commandments. So Jesus is the truth. And if we walk in the truth, in obedience to the truth, well, then that proves that you know God. Amen? So not knowing God will generate consequences in your life. So can you, can you see the, the, the size of the danger? And how important the text that we just read is to our lives? That eternal life is, is about these two things, about knowing God 
and on Jesus Christ. So it's a very serious topic not to know God. Amen. Let's let's read Second Thessalonians chapter one verse eight. It says, He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. So understand here that there are two types of person in this verse. The first he says, He will punish those that don't know God and don't obey the gospel. So one thing is for you to know about and not to obey. There's two, it's two separate things. And, and the, the punishment will be worse for those that know and don't obey. Amen? So not knowing God brings eternal punishment. And it's punishment and eternal separation from God. And this will happen, happen to all those that do not know God. And will also happen to all those that are listening to the word of God and don't obey it. Amen? Amen. How many can understand? Glory to God. So for those that don't know God and Jesus Christ, He will say one day to them, I don't know you. Go. Go away. Lord, have mercy. Can you understand what I'm saying? Now, I need to speak these things to you with clarity today. I can't just preach this in a, in a nice way. You need to understand exactly what I'm talking about. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 9 now. They will be punished with everlasting destruction. And be shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. So pay attention. It's not God who rejects us. God loves us. God has the best for each and every person in the room. God has good plans for you and me. But it's our decisions that will determine our future. Can you understand? So God, he gave us his salvation. However, if we don't accept his salvation, So God gave us freely his love, his grace, and his mercy. But even then we decide to live in whichever way we want and to satisfy the desire of our flesh. Can you understand the difference? So God, he revealed himself to Jesus Christ to us. But after he has done that, we would then go and reject him. It is us that rejects God's transforming power over our lives. Amen. Amen. Can you understand? So remember this. Eternal life is cons consists of two things. It's to know God and to know Jesus Christ, who he sent. Amen. So let's look at the second part of the message. So what we need to know here is to what we need to do here is to know God. But how do we know Christ? Paul the Apostle teaches us about this. So to know God, to know Christ is a mystery. So, But how many here wants to have the revelation of this mystery? Amen? So let's read Colossians 1. 27. 
So remember that the Bible explains the Bible. It's the word. It's in the Word of God. It's in the Bible that we're going to get the revelations of the person of Christ. Amen. It's like I'm I'm small, but I I read the Bible every day. <laughs> See, there's a lot of things in this in this head. <laughs> so Colossians chapter one verse twenty seven. So don't be discouraged with what you just heard. The best part is coming now. Amen? The Word of God says, To them, God has chosen to make known to the Gentiles the, glory, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen? Amen. What is the mystery here in the verse? So the word that the Paul the Apostle uses here is Christ hidden. In other words, Christ was the mystery of God that was revealed to humanity. And in other words, and me and you, the church, is the mystery of Christ revealed. Amen? Yes, sorry, the church, the church is the mystery, yes. So Christ is the mystery of God that was revealed. And the church is the mystery of Christ revealed. You'll understand this better in a sec. So Christ was hidden and was revealed. And Christ is now seen through the church. So remember, people needed to look at Jesus and see God. In the same way, the world needs to look at the church and see Jesus. And the world will only know Jesus through us. Atra through the church. <laughs> Through my life and your life. Amen. So this world is lost. And the only hope of salvation is Christ that is in you. The, on the only hope that this world has right now is Christ operating through you and me. Christ in you is the hope of glory. It's the hope. It's the hope for you for your own life, and it's the hope for the lost. Amen. So let's look at John 17:23. Jesus says, "I and them, and you in me." He says, "I." She says, I in them, or Jesus in us, and you in me, or Jesus in God. This is Jesus' words. So that they may be brought to complete unity. That the world may know that you sent me. Amen? So we need to understand this truth. If Jesus is not in us, as he's saying here, say, I in them and the Father in me, then no one will come to Christ in this world. If this isn't the truth, no one will be saved. Amen? And that is why when Jesus left here, he left behind his church. And Jesus himself, he says, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Amen? 
And this is why a lot of the times we can't uh, preach the gospel to the lost. We can't uh, bring so win souls to Christ. It's a lot of, this is the reason why a lot of the times we can't read our Bibles. We can't disciple people. Go to visit people. We don't speak of the love for Jesus. And we become lazy. We become lazy to go to meetings, to go to services. And a lot of the times we give excuses. Because Jesus isn't in us. Because if he is in us, everything is different. Amen? Let's look at what the Apostle Paul says. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Amen? Christ lives in me. So when we know God, Jesus begins to manifest himself through our lives. And that is why the Bible teaches us be filled with the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to fill yourself with the Holy Spirit? It's What that means is you need to be one with Christ. You need to be full of Jesus' love. It's when you have a life that is full of holiness and be filled, be full of the Holy Spirit. It's whenever you have mercy over other, others and compassion. It's when Jesus, when he looked at a, at a multitude, the Bible says that Jesus' heart became compassionate. Amen? So is Christ living in you? Can people around you see Jesus in you? Do your attitudes, your behaviors on a daily basis prove that Jesus is living in you? I remember whenever I, I came to Christ, I went to Brazil. And I got there and there was a, a gentleman that came to speak with me. Like I knew, I knew who he was. And I spoke with him for a little bit. And he starts to tell me, you're different. And I couldn't obviously discern and understand at the time. And I asked him, what do you mean? And he turned to me and says, no, you're different. There, I don't know how to explain it to you. You're speaking different. You're looking different. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> And he says, no, I'm the, I'm the exact same person. I said to him, I'm the exact same person. I have, we've only haven't seen each other for one or two years. I haven't gotten that old. <laughs> But see, see it in this way. I wanted to do something for, for Christ. So every time that I went to Brazil... And I, I would always speak to Pastor Marcio because he had more, more contacts. But every time before I went to Brazil, I asked Pastor to buy a, a box of Bibles and to send it to my address. You remember? <laughs> so when I got to Brazil, I started to give Bibles away to everyone that I saw in front of me, my, my, my brothers and si my siblings, my, my father, my mother. So when I realized somebody would come to my mother's house and they were they would be looking for me and I didn't even know who they were. And they would come as a complete stranger. It's like, I, I've, I've heard that you're giving away Bibles. I would love a Bible. <laughs> so I would... 
So I would take the opportunity to preach to the person and I would give a Bible to the person. So Pastor Marcio gave me a, an oil to anoint and for us to pray and anoint someone. So wherever I went, when I was in Brazil, I would pray and anoint people. Now I remember a woman came to me and she had a lot of pain in her back. So I, I anointed her, I prayed for her, and she was healed. Then she came to me again, and she wanted a little bit more of the oil so that she could pray for someone or put it on herself again. <laughs> so I explained to her, it wasn't the oil that healed you, it was Jesus that healed you. Jesus heals people. But you need to go to them. Amen? My time is, is going. <laughs> so let's read. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, And because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into your hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So God sent the spirit of his son So, which means that the Holy Spirit lives in us. And because of the Spirit in us, we have intimacy with Jesus. And we also have intimacy with the Father and our Father, Abba. Amen? And it's true you And it's through the Holy Spirit you will start to love the lost. It's through the Holy Spirit that you're going to have a desire, a thirst to be in the presence of the Father. And you're going to have passion for Jesus. Because the kingdom of God is inside of us. So that we can be one with Jesus. Jesus said, it's I in them and you in me so that the world may know that it was you who sent me. So how will the world know about Jesus? How will the world believe in Jesus? It's through the church, through people like you and me. Amen? So if you understand this mystery today, this church will most certainly be different. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. And unfortunately, many don't know God and therefore are not transformed. Can you understand? So we need to understand that we are transformed from glory to glory. And we are transformed in Jesus' image. So let's read the word of God. So my words, what I'm preaching to you today needs to be aligned with the word of God. Let's look at Romans. Romans 8:29. It says, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So according to the image of who? Of God's Son, Jesus. So Jesus is the image of the Father. And we are Jesus' image. Amen? Can you understand? So he predestined us so that we would be in the likeness or similar to Jesus. We would be behave in the same way. So all the time we see Pastor Marcio preaching to us here in the church. And he teaches us that people need to see Jesus in us. And this is in our work. 
in our school, wherever, wherever you may be. At home, your children need to see Jesus in you. And the father, a father of a home, needs to see Jesus in his children. Fill yourself of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So our friends, our, our relatives, they need to see Jesus in us. Or they will never be saved. Because they look at you and they see nothing different between you and him. You do, what he's, you do what he does. You say the same things that he does. You, you take part in the same things that he does. So what is there to see? What is there to know of Jesus? Something needs to be different in our lives. Amen? Glory to God. So look at it this way. Monon will only be saved if, if the people of Monon, they see Jesus in this church. They need to see that there is something different in the church. So if someone comes to our cell meetings, they need to see something different going on there. Amen? They need to see the love of Jesus in our lives. In, and in, our, and in this church. Be because Jesus says, learn from me, for I am humble of heart. But if they don't see meekness, humbleness in you, humbleness, then they, they, don't have, they won't desire transformation. So when, when people... They fail against you. Oh, I lost my cool in that moment. So then I look at them. No. <laughs> and I look at them and I say, did you find it again? Because your cool is right there with you. <laughs> you have to hold yourself back, guys. <laughs> Because there is, I know that there is a holy anger inside of you sometimes. <laughs> But where is the humbleness? Where is the patience? Where is self-control? Where is the fruits of the Spirit in our lives? So by the fruits, you will know the tree. It's not by looking at the tree that you will know what the fruit is. <laughs> There are many trees and they all look the same. But if, depending on whatever fruit you get, okay, this one is an orange. This one here is lime or lemon. This one here is a tangerine. But the, the trees look very similar. Maybe you don't know. But the, the three trees that I've just said, they're very similar. Amen? So whenever this church becomes one of Christ and Jesus lives in us then this town will be transformed. Then our families will see Christ. Then our friends will see Christ. Then the world will see Christ. Because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. People then will be saved. People will be healed. People will be transformed. People will be set free. Amen? People will repent from their sins. People will come to ask for forgiveness to God. Because if the Holy Spirit of God in whatever environment he dwells in, you will be brought to a profound repentance. Because the same Spirit that was over Jesus, it's in me and it's in you. 
Amen. They li he lives inside of us. And we can be the difference in this lost world. I guarantee you, you can be different. You can be a different person. I am a different person today from what I used to be. So if God transformed my life, he can transform your life. It's because you didn't know me before. This is why you don't know. Do you want to know who I was? Ask my wife. That lives with me for 20 years. If, 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 if you want to know someone truly, live with them for one week. Three days sometimes is enough. So let's read the word of God. Second Corinthians Second Corinthians four chapter two verse fourteen and fifteen. Amen. And it says, But thanks be to God, who always leads us as captives in Christ, triumphal procession, and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of Him everywhere. Because for, for to God, we are Christ's aroma. Of, of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. So the Bible says that it's Christ in you. And it's like a perfume, an aroma that is spread everywhere. That is the aroma of Christ. The aroma of the knowledge of Christ. So when Jesus is in me and is in you. The world will know Christ through us because of us. In other words, you are the good perfume that, that, that permeates the love of God. You are the good perfume that permeates the, the, the meekness of Christ. That permeates patience. That permeates self-control. And the knowledge of Christ. We are Christ's aroma. Amen? Can you understand? And maybe you're asking yourself, what aroma? It's the fruits of the Spirit. So you're going to hug people. You're going to love people. Let Christ's fragrance be spread through you. Amen? So we won't only be used by God. So if you die for yourself and live for Christ, because without Christ in us, we are nothing. The Bible says that in Christ, God conducts us victoriously. In Christ, our life is hidden. In Christ, we are a new creature. In Christ, we are reconciled to God. In Christ, we are more than conquerors. In Christ, we are God's righteousness. In Christ, we have peace with the Lord. In Christ, we have peace in God. In Christ, we are healed. In Christ, we are forgiven. In Christ, we are blessed. In Christ, we are children of God. In Christ, there is no more condemnation. In Christ, we have salvation, eternal life. 
these are terms used in the Bible for us, those that are in Christ Jesus. Amen? So what do you need to do? You need to read your Bible. You need to know who you are in Christ. You need, you need to spread the good aroma of the knowledge of Christ. So whatever we are, we are because of Christ. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. How many wants to leave this place completely transformed? Spreading, spreading the good perfume of the knowledge of Christ. Let's look at the last verse. 2 Corinthians 5.20 It says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As, as though God were making his appeal through us, we beg you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And here I finish. We are Christ's ambassador. We are Christ's representative in this nation and in this town. Wherever we may dwell, wherever we may be, it's Christ in us. We represent the kingdom of God in Ireland and in Monaghan. And, uh, and on Christ's behalf, because of Christ. Amen. So we are here and we are, uh, we are uh, spreading the, 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 the flag of peace for all. To all the people and all the nations. So it's no longer the God that waged war, the God in the Old Testament. Today is the God of peace. Be because in Jesus all the nations will put their hope. So what we see here is that Jesus, through us, is calling out to the nations. And he's saying, please, be reconciled to God. He's saying, please, know God. Make peace with God. Have peace with God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Let's stand up. So please, where you are, start to reflect upon what God spoke to our heart today. If you can, please close your eyes. I want to invite you to connect yourself with Christ in this moment, with the heavens. Reflect with yourself, how is your relationship with God. How is your companionship, your partnership, the intimacy you have of God? Eternal life is this. That they may know you, the one and only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you have sent. Don't reject the knowledge of God today. Please surrender your life to Christ. As Paul said, many are in the church, but they don't have the knowledge of God. And that is for our shame. Reconcile yourself to God. Repent and ask God for forgiveness. Ask him for forgiveness because you have resisted the knowledge of him. Allow God to remove all the arrogance from your heart. All the hardness from your heart. Forgive those that have offended you. Love those that hate you. 
Pray in this moment and speak to the Father. Precious Holy Spirit of God. You are here in this place, Father. Father, you know each and every one of our hearts. You know us, Father, in the deepest level of our, of our intimate self. You are the one, Father, who searches our mind and our heart. You know of our weaknesses, O oh Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, touch our lives. Bring the revelation of the person of Christ to our hearts, Father. Father, we want that the world may see in us. Jesus Christ, transform our lives. We want to be the image of Christ in this place, Father. We pray now in the name of Jesus. Touch our hearts. Visit us. Powerfully, Lord. Father, I, I want, we want to save our families, our family members, our friends, people that are around us. Father, that they may see Jesus through our lives. Visit us, Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus. Nobody is greater than you. Only you are God. We glorify your holy name, Jesus. And we want to know you. More and more. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. That you may live a life like Paul the Apostle used to say. It's not I who lives, but Christ lives in me. Amen. Can you say this? Can you put your hand in your heart right now? Can you say this to yourself? That Christ lives in me. Hallelujah. Amen.